Hi, this is Dr. Mini Malhotra and welcome to The Better Prescription. As a physician, I have always wanted to help people understand that there is a better way of taking care of our health, their health away from prescriptions and procedures. And this podcast is a tool that will help and guide you to a natural root cause approach, which can not only prevent disease, but also reverse them if not too advanced. So today I'm going to talk to you about heart rate variability. So many of you may not know what that is and how it is connected to your health. So heart rate variability is a change in time intervals between adjacent heartbeats. So it is an emergent property of interdependent regulatory system that operates on different time scales to adapt to environmental and physiological and psychological changes. And this episode briefly reviews neural regulation of the heart or the nervous system regulation of the heart and offers some new perspectives on mechanisms that underlie the very low frequency rhythm of heart rate variability. So interpretation of heart rate variability in context to health risk and physiological and psychological self-regulatory capacity assessment will also be discussed. So the cardiovascular regulatory system centers in the spinal cord and medulla, which are part of the brain, they actually integrate or they join the inputs from the higher brain centers with the afferent or going towards the cardiovascular system inputs to adjust heart rate and blood pressure via sympathetic and parasympathetic efferent pathways or the going away pathway. So parasympathetic and sympathetic are part of the autonomic nervous system, which is affected by emotions, environment, many other things. We also discuss the intrinsic cardiac nervous system and the heart rate connection pathways, which can influence activity in the subcortical, frontocortical and motor area, cortex areas. That's in the parts of your brain. And you can also use a real-time heart rate variability feedback to increase self-regulatory capacity. And the heart's rhythm is characterized both by complexity and stability over long time scales that reflect both physiological and psychological functional status of these internal self-regulatory systems. Since Walter Cannon introduced the concept of homeostasis, that is remaining in balance, the study of physiology has been based on the principle that all cells, tissues, organs strive to maintain a constant or static or steady state condition. However, the introduction of signals processing technologies that can acquire continuous time series data from physiological processes such as heart rate, blood pressure, and nerve activity, it has become abundantly apparent that when you read a review in one of the journals called as gahmj.com, you will see that Heart rate variability, new perspectives, processes vary in complex and non-linear ways and even so called steady state conditions. So the observations in this article have led to the understanding that healthy optimal function is the result of continuous dynamic bi-directional interaction among multiple neural, hormonal and mechanical control systems at both at local and central levels. So these physiological and psychological regulatory systems are never truly at rest and never certainly static. And we also know that normal resting heart rhythm of the heart is highly variable rather than being monotonously regular, which was the widespread notion for many years. Heart rate variability and what it actually means and how important it has become with the emergence of model signal processing, its importance has expanded recently. 
The irregular behavior of the heartbeat is readily apparent when the heart rate is examined on a beat-to-beat basis, but it is overlooked when a mean value over time is calculated. And these fluctuations in heart rate result from complex, non-linear interaction among a number of different physiological systems. And heart rate variability is thus considered a measure of true neurocardiac function that reflects heart-brain interactions, and autonomous nervous system dynamics. An optimal level of heart rate variability within an organism actually reflects healthy function and inherent self-regulatory capacity, adaptability, or resilience. And too much instability, such as arrhythmias or nervous system chaos, is detrimental to efficient physiological function, functioning, and energy utilization. However, too little variation indicates age-related system depletion, chronic stress, pathology, or inadequate functioning in various levels of self-regulatory system. And the importance of heart rate variability as an index of functional status of physiological control systems was noted as far back as 1965 when it was found that fetal distress or, you know, the when the child is in the womb is preceded by reduction in heart rate variability. So when you're having, a, when a pregnant woman undergoes, you know, the heart rate monitoring, they look at the heart rate variability of the fetus and they can predict the survival of the child actually. And it, fetal distress or the fetus is going into distress is preceded by reduction in heart rate variability before any change in heart rate occurs. And in 1970, reduced heart rate variability was shown to predict autonomic neuropathy in diabetic patients before the onset of symptoms. So reduced heart rate variability has found to be a great risk factor of death post-myocardial infarction and other known risk factors. In it, it has been clearly shown that it declines with age and age-adjusted values should be used in context of risk prediction. Age-adjusted heart rate variability that is low has been confirmed as strong independent predictor of future health problems in both healthy people. So age-adjusted heart rate variability correlates with all-cause mortality. Okay. In prospective studies, it was shown that heart rate variability, reduced heart rate variability is the strongest independent predictor of progression of coronary atherosclerosis, that is blockages in your heart blood arteries. Okay. And a number of studies have shown that reduced heart rate variability is associated with measures of inflammation in subjects with no apparent heart disease. And reduced heart rate variability is observed in patients with autonomic dysfunction, anxiety, depression, asthma, and also sudden infant death syndrome. So it correlates with disease and mortality because it regulates, reflects reduced regulatory capacity and ability to adapt and to respond to physiological challenges such as exercise. For example, in the Chicago Health Aging Social Relations Study, separate metrics for assessment of autonomic balance and overall cardiac autonomic regulation were developed and tested in a sample of 229 participants. And in this study, overall regulatory capacity were a significant predictor of overall health status, but autonomic balance was not. In addition, cardiac regulatory capacity was negatively associated with the prior incidence of myocardial infarction. So the authors suggested that cardiac regulatory capacity reflects a physiological state that is more relevant to health than independent sympathetic or parasympathetic controls or autonomic balance between these controls and that is measured by different measures of heart rate variability. So when speaking of autonomic balance, it should be kept in mind that a healthy system is constantly and dynamically changing. 
Therefore, an important indicator of health status of regulatory system is the capacity to respond to and adjust the relative autonomic balance to appropriate state for the context the person is engaged in at any given moment. In other words, does the heart rate dynamically respond? So, if the heart rate does not, you know, dynamically respond, so it is not changing okay is it higher during the daytime or when someone is dealing with a challenging task and lower at rest or sleep so the inability of physiological self-regulatory systems to adapt to the current context and situation is also associated with numerous clinical conditions and also the circadian patterns in 24-hour heart rates are associated with different and specific psychiatric condition particularly during sleep So heart rate estimated at any given time represents the net effect of neural output of parasympathetic, that's the vagus nerve, which slows your heart rate, and the sympathetic nerve, which accelerates or increases your heart rate. In a denervated human heart, whereas there is no connection from ANS to the heart following transplantation, the intrinsic rate that is generated by the pacemaker is about 100 beats per minute. And the parasympathetic activity dominates when the heart rate is below this intrinsic rate during normal daily activities and when at rest or sleep. So when the heart rate is above 100 beats per minute, the relative balance shifts and the sympathetic activity predominates. Therefore, the heart rate best reflects the relative balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic system. And the average 24-hour heart rate in healthy people is about 73 beats per minute. Higher heart rates are independent markers of mortality in a wide spectrum of conditions. So it is important to note the natural relationship between heart rate and the amount of heart rate variability. As the heart rate increases, there is less time between heartbeats for variability to occur. So heart rate variability decreases. At a lower heart rate, there is more time between heartbeats and variability naturally increases. And this is called cycle length dependence and it persists in healthy elderly to variable degree and even at advanced stage. However, an elderly patient with ischemic heart disease or other pathologies develop less variability at increasingly low heart rates and ultimately they lose the relationship between heart rate and variability to the point that the variability does not increase with reduction. So even in healthy subjects, the effects of cycle length dependence should be taken in account when we assess heart rate variability. And heart rate values should always be reported, especially if they are increased due to factors like stress reaction, medication, or physical activity. So the efferent or the descending that is going away from the nervous system, the sympathetic nerves, uh, nerves they target the SA node, which is your uh, one of your regulatory parts of the heartbeat. So it transmits the heart contraction via intrinsic cardiac nervous system and the bulk of the heart muscle. Okay, And when these motor neurons are triggered, noradrenaline and adrenaline are increased, released, which increase heart rate and they strengthen the contractility of the different chambers of your heart. And following the onset of sympathetic stimulation, the delay up to five seconds before stimulation induces a progressive increase in heart rate, which reaches a steady level in 20 to 30 seconds if the stimulus is continuous. So even a brief sympathetic stimulus can affect heart rate and heart rate variability rhythm for five to 10 seconds. And the relatively slow response to sympathetic stimulation is in direct contrast to vagal stimulation, which is almost instantaneous. So this any change in heart rate up or down between one beat and the next is primarily parasympathetically mediated. And patient age may mediate the relationship between reduced heart rate variability and regulatory capacity of the physiological control system. So age-related reductions reflects loss of neurons in the brains and spinal cord, 
and also you know show that there is that signal transmission is not effective okay it also can contribute to gastrointestinal disorders inflammation and hypertension so i gave you a lot of information so how do we increase the parasympathetic nervous system stimulation so that we can increase heart rate variability so activating it will decrease anxiety also so when parasympathetic active nervous system is activated it produces a calm relaxed feeling in the mind and body and people can actually learn to trigger the parasympathetic nervous system to immediately reduce their sense of anxiety and stress this also lifts their mood strengthens the immune system and reduces the blood pressure and there are many techniques a person can do to strengthen and activate their parasympathetic nervous system causing a relaxation response in their body for example spend time in nature get a massage practice meditation deep abdominal breathing from the diaphragm repetitive prayer focus on a word that is soothing such as calm or peace play with animals or children practice yoga qigong or tai chi exercise try a progressive relaxation do something that you enjoy such as a favorite hobby and a few more ways to activate the parasympathetic nervous system is gently touch your lips your lips have parasympathetic fibers throughout them so touching them activates that parasympathetic nervous system and you can take one or two fingers and lightly run them over your lips two is be mindful do not multitask so you need to try not to multitask and be mindful of whatever you are doing when reading only read when eating only eat and when thinking only think use visualization and imagery to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system picture yourself in a peaceful place that you love and this could be the ocean at sunset a mountain stream a beautiful lush forest a secluded beach a field with wild of wild flowers or any place you enjoy and feel relaxed and you use all your senses as you visualize the place in this imagery and hear sounds of the waves feel the breeze on your face and smell of scent of the flowers you will feel relaxed in no time So these are some of the simple ways where you can increase your heart rate variability and reduce mortality or even disease. That's all I have for you today. So in our practice we help and guide people to use mindfulness meditation as a form of stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system. If you're looking to resolve your chronic health issues by going on a natural route or you can always book a strategy session with us. You can also look up a functional medicine practitioner close to you. That's all I have for you today. I'll talk to you again next week with another topic. Send your questions to Dr. Mini at AnchorWellnessCenter.com and share this with your friends and family and give us a review, a good one. We are all here to help people, and I'm sure you are one of them. So I would, I want to rely on you for that. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Bye.